0: Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. My God shall supply my need. Don't have to take because I am a thief. Every good. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to when Christmas Speak, Talk Radio. I'm Reverend Ray. Today's broadcast, of course, is my joy. Amen. Um, we're going to talk about, um, come out of Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, where it says, Being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Before we get into that, I want to remind you about our upcoming broadcast of History, Bride, and Grace from Minister Vanessa Rams um, just coming up Tuesday at 7 p.m. The Claim to Finish work with Reverend Pat Randall is Thursday at 12 noon. The uh, Friday Night Joy is uh, at 7 p.m. Amen. That's the first, the second, and the fourth Friday. Amen. The Bread of Life is the first and third Sundays. Amen. At 7 p.m challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morton is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. A monthly broadcast as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Boarding the Beautiful, Reverend No Way to Read, Reverend Curtis Alton, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with the Evangelist Louis McElwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage with the Body One with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk with Ray Antonio, Tyrone, Cleo, prison and Austin is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our, our, our weekly prayer is called Meet, They Go in Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. The dialing number is 712-770-5505. The access code is seven three two four nine nine. Matters of the Heart, Tingles Ministry, with, uh, uh, with a whole lot of us and everything, every third Friday at 7 p.m. Um, Switching to of Truth, every second and fourth Monday at 8 p.m. Please go to our website, uh, learn more about us, and am in the process of updating it now and everything. If you have a desire to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do that. We need your donation. We would always use your help to further uh, the ministry. We're we'll broadcasting over hundred and forty different nations that receive us, amen. And uh, God is blessing us to be able to to pour into people's lives and we're thankful and grateful for that. Let's go go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, we first come to thank thank you for your grace and your mercy and the things that you're doing in our life, God, we thank you for just being God. We thank you for every miracle that you have performed. In our life, God, we thank you. For Lord Jesus, for the that for us for another day, Lord Jesus, that we here, We pray, God, that you will bless this ministry, bless this broadcast, God. God, that you will speak the words that need to be spoken to your people, God. We give this broadcast to you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, again, i want to welcome you to the broadcast with Christmas speed Talk Radio. Amen. i Amen. I'm Reverend Ray. We do this every. almost every Friday, three Fridays out of a month. Amen. But I want to go ahead and get started. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm not going to be before you long. Amen. But I'm going to go ahead and start reading Philippians chapter one. First, I want to give you a little background about what's going on with Paul. Paul wrote to Philippians while he was either um, while he was in prison, and they said that he was either um, in, in, in Rome or something. But he definitely wrote this in prison, and everything. And um, he wrote this because of the, the Philippians uh was was what was the church that he started and everything like that and they supported him um Paul financially and through through different types of help throughout the all men of the ministry. Paul when he wrote this was also not with Timothy. Um also stuff but Timothy was like the a, a, a son to Paul and everything. So um the reason I came up with this I didn't come to this stuff my mom and stuff, I was talking to a young lady and then this um um sister Josie and I was she was sharing with me her Bible study and uh, we were just talking about the scripture and everything like that and then we went down and everything and she was getting ready um, to uh, to present her her Bible study group and it's something pricked in me as I began to read this letter um, the, the chapter uh, chapter one verse one because Paul in so many words began to explain uh, many things. You know, he was going through his own trials and tribulations. He was going through some many things, but he still uh had time to write um, a letter. I, I, I like to look at it like a letter of love to the 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 the, the, the brothers and sisters and Philip Philip I think I said the right. And everything. So I'm excited about that. But before I do I wanna share a quick testimony. Um, this, how I posted this, um, my brother had um, in Texas had sent me a video, and he sent me a video of a uh, a young lady. I don't know what country it was from or whatever, but she was in a wheelchair. And then, and um, I don't know what it, the video didn't catch all of the beginning of it. But what I saw in the video, staring something up, I mean, the, the young lady was in a wheelchair, and it looked like that she wasn't didn't have use of her. Arms and legs, or, you know, maybe there was some some form of disability. But whatever song they was playing, they was playing in the background. That her so much that she began to get out of that wheelchair and just praise and worship God like like crazy. I mean, and and there were people that came to support her to prevent her from falling. But that and so they didn't stop her from worshiping God. But she could just just worship God as hard as she could and everything. And she couldn't really move a lot of her body. But the one thing that she was moving, she was stomping up and down like a like a soldier marching. And that's all she could do and just said, hallelujah. And, and I looked in the whole building. Everybody was either shouting or saying hallelujah and glorifying God. And, and uh, what I wrote on the post was that in all that, that is going on in your life, in the world, in the church, but God. And I really and the reason I wrote that down because we're all of us, all of us, all of us are going through some challenges of life and some changes, and um, we're going through stuff that's in the not only in the church but also in the government and um, um, in our personal lives and um, sickness and disease. And I mean, it's just like the the whole world has just been turned upside down and everything. You know, and the only thing that I could think of was but God. But God. You know. But God is, you know. He's still with us, you know. He still um, has not left us. No matter what the world is doing, no matter what the going on in the pulpit, no matter what the controversies are with no matter what's going on in your life, God is still with you. Jesus Christ still died on the cross for us, and I said that we might have life, and not just any life, but life more abundantly. So I I, I just wanted to share that with someone to to encourage someone to keep on keeping on, don't give up, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, when we come to um, Philippians chapter 1, verses 1, it says, Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, Okay. With the bishops and deacons, in other words, he's uh, he, he talks to Paul is writing this letter, and Timothy Tim, is no doubt probably uh, um, typing it up or writing it up for him, and everything. So he's talking to all the bishops and deacons. He's talking to everybody. He, he he's all being all inclusive. Okay, he said, "Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ." And from the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, it's a salutation is a greeting um to them. And so he said, "Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ." Okay? He said, "I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Paul is remembering them. You know, he's remembering them. He they have been doing some different things for them and everything like that. He said he said, "Always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with with your, with your. He said, "I'm remembering you, not only thinking about you, but I'm keeping you in prayer." And, and see, we, that's the way that we should be towards our brothers and our, our sisters, no matter what we may be f- facing. Again, Paul was in prison. He, he was, I believe, that he may have been under house arrest, so there was he was at limited aspects of things, but he could still write letters. I remember uh, when um, Georgia was sharing this with me. I begin to think that uh, the only way that you if you didn't actually see the person and stuff, but even growing up as a kid, either you had to call them up and everything on the telephone, or you would write them a letter. And back in post time, they didn't have phones. So the next thing was either a carrier pigeon or a letter that had to be delivered by someone. So the the, the, letter, the letter of the epistle was the internet of that day, so to speak. The, the, the letter writing was the internet of that day. That's how they get in contact. No matter where they were from, if they can, you can write a letter, they can get it. I remember being in the service, and um, they used to tell us when I was in the service many, many years years ago that if we wanted to send a letter, we could write it on anything we want. You know, we didn't need no posters or nothing like that, and it would get where it had to go. He said, verse 4 says, again, I'm always in every prayer of mine for you and all making requests with joy. It says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. In other words, from the first time you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and, and everything. When I was there, when you received him and when you received the preaching and teaching of Jesus Christ, I was there. Uh, until now. In you know, other words, Paul is saying, I ain't left you. I haven't forgot about you. I prayed for you. I remembered you. Amen. It says, being confident, verse 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he which have begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's he that had begun a good work. Who, who's Paul talking about? He's talking about God. It wasn't Paul that did a good work. It was God. Until, until the day of Jesus Christ, and what is the day of Jesus Christ? That's the day when Christ come back. That your work will be completed when Christ come back. And uh, I was telling Joseph, I said, "This is a, all part of a process. It's a process. It's a purpose in everything. You know that we should be in an environment where, and that we are constantly growing. That, that we don't want to be in a church environment that we're not growing or we're stagnant or we're." You know, because he comes stagnant. You're like standing water. that draws mosquitoes and draws disease. So we should be in a constant movement, a constant um, movement and everything. So towards the things of God, because God has designed it to be so. He said, even as it is meet for me to thank this of you all, because I have you in my heart. He's telling the people, like, I love you. You know, as much as both in my bonds. And, and, and the defense and then the confirmation of the gospel, You are all partakers of my grace. Everything that I'm going through, I, I'm doing it for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm doing it for the sake of you. I don't mind going through the suffering that I'm putting they putting me in jail and being persecuted because you benefit from it, okay? You benefit from it. He says, verse 8 says, For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. I want to be with you. I want to see you. Again, this letter for me represents a, a relationship that Paul had with the church in uh, uh, Philippi. You know, it was a relationship that he had with them and stuff like that. They prayed, no doubt prayed for them, him, and he no doubt prayed for them. and stuff. They trusted him, and um, he trusted them. Amen. He trusted. Me. He said, "Verse eight for God is my record how greatly I long after you and all the gods of Jesus Christ.' And this I pray that you love me abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment in knowledge and in all judgment." He said that you'll get you'll that you love me abound even more. So. He said, remember, he's talking about knowledge, the judgment here. talking about discernment. Okay, and I pray that you love me abound yet more and more in knowledge. And a discernment, the you live in a time that you might be surrounded by some people and stuff that don't follow um, Christ like you do. So you got to have discernment about the the, uh, the, rise of the and the ways of the enemy. It says that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. There's that word again. And to the day of Christ's return, that you will be, uh, that those, you may approve things that are excellent, you know. You know, without God, without any sin and everything like that, that you may be sincere without offense, you know, and everything. This, this, this relationship that we have with Christ, it's a sincere relationship, okay? It's a sincere relationship. God loves us. It's, it's not it's not uh, flaky, you know, and everything. It's not sometimes he loves you and sometimes they don't. God always loves us. Jesus always loves us, you know, and everything. He loves us even when we're here. When, yeah. Not being obedient, that doesn't change the status of his love for us, there might be some um, some some um, consequences of things when we do that are wrong, but he still loves us. It's interesting for God so loved the world that he that He gave us only to God, so he loved us everything that God ever did was based out of love. You know, it's based out of love, okay? Then it said that ye may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, amen? That's verse 10. Verse 11 says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Being filled. You know, again, I talk about that process, that you being filled with the fruits of righteousness, all the, the righteousness of God. is in you because of Jesus Christ. He said, "But I would you should understand, brother, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. In other words, everything that's happened to me, so that the furtherance of the gospel may take place. You know, I'm, in other words, I'm not with you, but what is taking place right now is because I'm able to able still able to write letters to you. The gospel, the gospel is still being spreaded out. You know, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was preaching in prison." To the prisoners and to the guards and everything like that, and everything like that. He was still preaching; that didn't stop him from spreading the word. Paul had to go before kings and and uh, uh, elected officials, and even then, he was not afraid of the gospel to speak the gospel of of to the people. He said, "So that my bonds in Christ are manifested in all in all the, the palace in all the other places. That's what he says right there. I just read it. All the, in all the palace, and all, all the other places. He said, so I'm spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not only spreading the gospel to Jesus Christ with my own testimony, but the gospel is being spread to you, you know, and, and you are spreading to others and, stuff. and others. They receive the gospel, I've been spread like that. You know, it says, and, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confidence, by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word, the word without fear. They see me going through, and they, it, it, it's it's it, it's like a it's like an encouragement. When you see someone that's like a, you see Paul going through, you like, oh, he's being strong in the power of God's might, you know. And everything that he's not afraid that he's being bold then there's something that stirs something with within you to become bold when i saw that young lady worshiping the, the, the god and worshiping god you know as much as she couldn't move and couldn't do this and couldn't shout like everybody else said but she was praising she was worshiping god the way that she knew how to do it for me that was the, that was an encouragement for me you know For me, that was increase my confidence. Look, dude, I know that you've been through a lot. Look, for you, it should be increasing your confidence. I know that you've been through a lot and you've had some ups and downs. And I know that you might have lost some loved ones along the way. I know that you might have lost a job, might have lost your your car, your house. And I know that you maybe don't go to church as often as you, but yet still but God. Yet still but God. You know, I know. Exactly. I thought but when I was, was reading it, I began to think uh, about my own sufferings, like one that had, had a stroke years ago or stuff like that. And it was a major stroke, and I remember the first time that I was, one uh, the of the times I went to church, and I had ran, nothing like that, but the Spirit of the Lord got a hold of me, and I began to praise him and jump up and down and run, and I began to praise him because I was run, because at that time I could not run. And I run. I mean, I just ran around the church just worshiping and praising God because he allowed me. And I, and I began to think of what I was a year ago or two years ago that I couldn't even do that and everything. I remember, and I'm, I'm, we're going to move on, but I remember the time that I in the, when I had the stroke and stuff like that, that the first time I ever moved my big toe. When I moved it, there wasn't much, and if you really wasn't paying attention to it, and, and so you would have missed it. But you had to be looking at it at a certain time. And stuff, and it just moved a little bit. It wasn't like it was wiggling back and forth like it is now, but, bless God. But, but it, it was just a little wiggle. It was just a little small wiggle. That's a small movement. And I blessed God for it. I worshiped God. So I knew how the young lady felt and everything. So that's became. My testimony. Then, when I begin to tell people how what God did and how how He brought me through, Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen. Let's let's continue. On. It says, and many of the brother in the Lord are actually comforted by my bonds. Are much more bold to speak the word without fear. We become bold. We have become encouraged. We have become encouraging the Lord our God. You know, when we see the miracles and we see the actions of God, we see the grace of God, we begin to see the love of God. We begin to, see, begin to see what Jesus Christ, the price that was paid in him. When we begin to realize what what it took for him to go to the cross, we become bold in him. You know, we become strong in him and stuff like that. You know, we were, we were willing to God, so we We know that God has delivered us from something or brought us through something or healed us from something, or blessed us with something that was no way possible we could have got on our arm. You know? There was no way possible, you know, it kept us from going to jail or we should have died in a, a car accident or we should have been um killed by stray bullets or whatever, especially with all that's going on now. But God said you should live and not die. So we worship God in that. You know, we, we bless God in that. You know? We bless God for that. So we are much more bold to speak the word without fear. The thing says, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, but some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing the end afflictions to my bond. There's nothing nobody can say to me and stuff like that, you know, about what God has done for me. There's nothing nobody can say to you what God has done for you. You know. You yeah, your own testimony and stuff people want to uh um, you know there always going to be someone out there will hate on you for various reasons, okay so, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel, so then, notwithstanding every way, whether in preaching or in truth, Christ is preached, Christ is preached. We've got a lot of the right things that are going on right now. the people who are are um, each other, pastors are another under, uh, disagreeing with them. Man, look, we, we ain't got time for that. We should be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to get in a debate about, with you about different things like that. I want to preach Christ. I want to preach um, salvation. I want to the, let the, 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 those that are bound to know that they can be free. That's our task. God is. Those are the things that we will are preaching. Huh? we don't have time for the debating about well, uh, uh, philosophical or uh, theological uh, differences and everything. That, huh? but we want to preach Christ. Man, okay, we want to preach Christ. He said, "What they not begin in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice, for I know this: to turn this." shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and to the, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my energy expectation and my hope that in nothing I am, I, am, I shall be ashamed. But there with all boldness as always, so then always Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. But Paul said, he said, whether they take my life uh, whether they give me my life or they try to take my life or they t- or they give me death, I am going to praise God. I, I'm going to be bold before God. I'm going to be bold before Christ. And I should magnify the works of him. Because I know what it. I know doubt I believe the Paul was thinking about the Damascus uh, experience. You know, you begin to think about, you know, because he Getting towards a a place in the fact that he didn't know what he was going to live or die, and he was gone before certain rulers and certain things was going on. I think when I researched about the the research about it, that Paul was arrested like about five different five different occasions. So most of his ministry that he did was like at least two and a half years of it was he was in jail. He was in jail, you know. mean, yeah, he's but it's bread, breadwinner for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what shall I do? Choose I will not. I, I Well, I don't know quite know what that. What? Now let me look at that up real quick. and see what it is. I know not. Okay, this is the truth. I'm reading the King James version. Say, like, choose I know not. You know, he said. Let me read this again, man. Let me start with verse twenty-three. According to my inner exposition and in my hope, and nothing I shall be ashamed. But that, with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be life or by death, whether it be life or by death, I want to magnify the lord for for to me for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose, I will not. I would not. Amen. Well, a second. Me just... I know what, what truth. I know that. For I am in a state. This is part of what I want to get in. This part, we want to stop it right here. He said, for I am in a state between, between two, have a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to body in the flesh is more needful for you. Paul realized that the devaluing that he had while he was still in the land of the limit, he didn't want, he desired to be with Christ and everything, but he also had desire an obligation and a responsibility for those that he had um, brought to Christ, those that he was ministering to, those that he was teaching, the churches that he had started and everything like that. And we should be that way. Yeah, most of us, we want to be go and see the glory, but God is saying that it's not our time yet. It's not your time yet. It's not your time. So with that being said, we have to press forward. We have to push forward what we feel and what we desire to the things that God desires for the benefit of the gospel of Jesus Christ being preach. We have to press through it. We have to press through it. Amen. Press through it. It says, 25 says, and have this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and the joy of faith. Uh-uh. But they say, I have this. I have this, com- I have this confidence, man. And God, God said, no, it ain't your time yet. You can't go. So God, you say, it's not my time. I'm going to do it with confidence and, and with joy of, of faith. The joy of the faith, the joy of the Lord, which is the strength of not only him, but me and you also. That your rejoicing may be more abounding, Jesus Christ, for, for me by my coming to you. You know, Paul had his eyes to, to, to come to the again, you know. He said, "All oh, that your company be as it become the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. You stand, you stand fast, and once with with one mind stabbing together for the faith of the gospel. Everything that we're doing and for the, the building and the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? So that someone might crown. What must I do to be saved? He says, and nothing." by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of this, In other words, the, the, the enemy is going to try to terrify you, but to you of salvation that of, of God, for unto you is given the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but to also suffer for his name's sake, to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now he- here to be in me. Everything you see that you see me going through and stuff like that, there may be a day in time. Father, you're going to have to go through the same thing, that you're going to have to stand. This is part of the in this world that we will always have trials and tribulations. We will always. Jesus told us, look, if they persecute me, they're going to persecute you. In other words, if they kill me, they're going to kill you and everything like that. They're going to kill you, kill you. They're going to destroy you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to call you every name in the book and stuff like that. You know, but our task is to stand fast, to, to hold on, to stand still, and see the salvation. And, and look for the enemies, that, even the very enemy that we see, their heart can be changed by by, the, by our testimony, by the way that we live our life, and stuff like that. By the expression of love, not hate, but the expression of love. You know, in the and town that we live in there, the question becomes: Where is the love? Where is the love of Christ? How's it operating in our life? Is anyone <laughs> being, um, being saved? Is anyone <clears throat> being changed by your Uh Are we making a difference? Girl, listen, I mean, some people's ministry is to go out and uh, to pass out tracks and to go to the hospitals and visit people in prison, you know, and stuff. But I'm sometimes people's ministry is like within their own house, you know, within their own family, you know. Some people's ministry. Um, they do, like like what we do on the broadcast, and we get, I get a chance to meet people from all different cultures and backgrounds, and um, we do social media now. Social media is a major thing, and I thank God it has increased, you know, um, tremendously in everything, and we post things or encouragement and whatever. But there's the something also about that one-on-one connection. of talking to, to someone about Jesus Christ, and let them know that there's a way out, that there is a bomb in Gilead, that they don't have to go through this alone. Amen, amen. Father God, we thank you for the broadcast. We pray that it be a blessing to your people, Lord Jesus. We thank you for all that you're doing in my life, God. We pray that someone will be saved, someone will cry. Out. What must I do to change my life, God? We pray that for salvation, we pray for healing and deliverance, Lord Jesus. We pray today, God, that you will come in like a mighty rush. We God accept enormously just having a church. God, we pray for every pastor, every bishop, every apostle, every preacher, every elder, every teacher. Lord Jesus, we pray God for the musicians, the, the, the those that have the ushers at the door, the, the 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 church. All of those God, we praying God for a great awakening to take place not just in the United States but all across the world that someone Lord Jesus would know. That you are still there, Lord Jesus, and so we're praying that, that you will come today, God, and begin to quicken us, God, begin to restore those things that the the earthworms and the locusts and the grasshopper and palmworms and begin to restore it even better than before, Lord Jesus. That we will worship you in spirit and in truth. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name, Amen and Amen, Amen. I'm done, y'all. Y'all be blessed. I want to thank you for joining. This is big Friday night joy. I am Reverend Ray. Amen. I want to thank you again for joining me. Amen. He which has begun a good work in you. Remember this. he that is, which has begun a good work in you, he that has begun a good work in you, okay, we will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is doing some work in his people. All the craziness of uh, uh, God is still on the throne. He is still working with the people, man. He is still uh, getting, getting uh, convicted out. He's turning their, their stony hearts into flesh again. He, he's reminding them that he, God, he's still doing his work. The kingdom is still doing it. He doesn't, he doesn't need our help. He needs our obedience. You know, he don't need our help, but he needs our obedience. He needs our, yes, Lord, I will go. Send me, I will go, you know. God is still doing the work. God bless you. You're tough, lady. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>